0: Now join our host as he introduces the topic for today's New Cyber Frontier.
1: Welcome to New Cyber Frontier. I'm your host, Tim Montgomery. And I'm here today with my guest, Jim, Mr. Jim uh, Mohe. Got that right, Jim? Thank you, sir. Um, uh, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about... um, uh, some of the topics I think we're going to try to cover here is the, uh, Jim and I are actually setting in a what they call a vCISO. We're talking a little bit about what vCISO might be um, or what it means to the topic in today's world in uh, cybersecurity. Uh, and we'll get into a little bit about the class um, and just kind of, uh, kind of how that's going to mold our lives and how those things are going to trend uh, into other things. And I believe, Jim, you, you've actually established your company already, which is something that we talked about in that class as well. So we'll get into some of that. i give it over to you, Jim. Introduce yourself a little bit, please, for me. And tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: All right. Well, thank you very much, Tim. Uh, I'm certainly uh, thankful for, for you having me on. I'm sure we'll do well today. Um, basically, I, I come to us today with the uh, A background in information technology, about 25 years. The last 15 have really been focused on security. I'm looking to take it to that uh, next level. Uh, Like you just alluded to, I started my own business only about a a month ago. We're building the foundation, which is going to be following Dr. Cole's uh, VCSO format and and, uh, also providing training to those looking to enter the field so we can close that skills gap. Um and I'm so excited about it. I think that Dr. Cole has certainly given us a a, a great platform to to get started and and, and really become that world class CISO that he talks about in the in the program. So um awesome. you know, Tim, Great.
1: Yep. Thank you for that. Um so let's just jump right in. I know we've been having a conversation quite a while now talking a little bit about what is a what do why did they put that V in front of the CISO idea Now, we all know that uh, CISO, correct, is Chief Information Security Officer, is supposed to change to something like Chief Security Officer because it's got one too many letters in it, apparently. Uh, So, as you know, the C-suite says we can only have, like, three letters. It can't be much more than that, right? Um, So, what's the idea? What do you think is behind the idea behind this V-CISO combination, I guess you can call it that, essentially? What's your thoughts?
2: So, I mean, I think that what what the i guess going with the fourth letter like you had mentioned is was really trying to break out uh the physical security from the the, the cyber or information security aspects so so um that's why it originally occurred um in my opinion and i, I think that it's shared amongst most in the community that it will come back to being uh, in in most organizations a full uh CSO, a chief chief security officer, which will cover the physical aspects as well as the the information security aspects.
1: Yeah, I think the you're right. The physical parts of it, the integration of that physical part, has seemed to be left out a little bit there. So um, that's something I think they are, are, are re are encouraging uh, organizations there. The V part of that, a virtual CISO idea. And coming from the concept that not all companies can afford a full blown uh, full F full full time individual they would call a chief information security officer, uh, seems to alluded to um the, the market actually producing part time and on like service management type fees where you can buy a CISO part time or quarter time or so this idea of a virtual CISO coming in and supporting what the small needs of a small company to a, um, a middle-sized company concept has is, is started playing a big role in the market. And uh, have, you, have you heard, or um, what's your uh, idea behind that have, uh, as far as history goes? Have you been a part of these CISOs before or anything like that?
0: Cyber Resilience Institute helps build strong cyber communities designed to prevent members from attack. Like building a neighborhood watch, it takes coordination and a sharing community to protect our identities and valuables in the virtual world. Typically, we hear that organizations know they need to do something to protect their cyber assets, but don't know where to begin. Let Cyber Resilience Institute help your community create an action plan. Cyber Resilience Institute will build your community or business marketplace so that it is designed to support a collective cyber defense. Contact them for more information at cyberresilienceinstitute.org. Um,
2: well, for me, even before Dr. Cole's program, I, I had been looking into the concept um, of So, I mean, in my consulting career, we've, we've come across a lot of different senior security advisory roles that were leading toward that. So, So I think this is a concept that was long coming, but wasn't really well-defined. And, and now, I mean, the, 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 v, the VC, so the, the way Dr. Cole really frames it, puts us in a situation to do it incredibly well and enable these, these smaller companies to be able to get the benefits without the, you know, the full cost. So it, it's kind of right-sized to their budget and what their business needs are, because that's ultimately what we need to achieve
1: yeah you're right and uh so let's get into this class what they call the visas so so dr cole um what was his company what was it called um secure anchor secure anchor yes sir um and it's on linkedin you can find it on linkedin out there i'm pretty sure later on i will have a conversation in one of these other podcasts with the gentleman uh if i can ever get his uh uh, assistant to get me on the schedule he's a busy man uh but uh Dr. Cole um, has a background in uh, a lot of the board um, type elements for advisories as an as a actual chief information security officer and a chief information uh, officer himself um, and has built a company off of, uh, I think he did research in the, uh, his doctorate is actually in management um, for business. And so he's, ex- he's kind of encouraged the idea of supporting um, this VCISO venture. Uh, and creating classes that I don't think has been there before. Um, he's got a lot of podcasts himself, a lot of uh, YouTube videos and things I think he lets us see. He sits down and talks about the components of how to actually build up the, uh, the role of the Chief Information Security Officer. And so uh, this is the class that Jim and I have been in for the last several months now. Uh, if you're looking for something like that out there, certainly search out Dr. Cole. Uh, Eric Cole is out there, um, and he's got a pretty good class. I've been pleased, very pleased with it myself. Now, there is a fee, so uh, you're going to have to look into that yourself and figure out if that's worth it for you. Um, It was worth it for me, and I'm sure it was worth it for Jim just a month ago. Like you said, his business took off, and that was a lot to do with Dr. Cole uh, and his presentations on the way he feels cybersecurity, at least the upper part of cybersecurity, should be moving. Uh, we all know the cultural factors behind cybersecurity sometimes in business doesn't always partner well uh, with the business objectives and goals. So we have a trending factor of trying to be a salesman at some point, I think, uh, and learning how to be the marketer for cybersecurity some days uh, within our own organization sometimes. Or as the engineer goes, if you were the engineer side of this, and I had been on that side too, uh, where it was more of the naysayer, I guess you could call him, the one who always seemed to say, uh, you know, no, we can't do cybersecurity. It's always in the way. Or, or you're that type of person where you were the cybersecurity individual being that chief engineer, and you were always saying no to the operational side of it. So there's always been that type of standoff somewhat. You know, you think, you think Jim, that they, they would, uh, it wouldn't be that way any longer. What are your what thoughts on that? I know you've had some history with this.
2: Well, I mean, you, you frame that up, I think, perfectly, where basically there, there's been such a um, security has always been seen as the doctor no or, or impeding what, what business really wanted to achieve. And, and you know, I always thought that, that I w- was working well in that way. I, I had a role of cybersecurity governance officer for the last financial institution I worked for. And, and I did a lot of the board reporting uh, to the executives. And, and ultimately, I thought I was really covering all the right material for the board, but I was getting too much into the weeds and, and really covering it from a technical perspective when the board really wants to see what are the numbers uh, in, in terms of what is the financial impact of the decisions uh, that you're putting in front of them? What, what is the risk and the financial impact? And, and how much is it going to take uh, to remediate the, the particular risk? And once learning the new, what I'll say is new, is uh, what Dr. Cole is teaching about how to better communicate and connect with your board of directors, uh, that's really going to be a game changer for for anyone in this role because it will, basically security then becomes an enabler for the business. And that's the key point of distinction because when we're seen as the, you know, uh, impeding progress and the cost that that that's going to be a, a real problem for obtaining funding to properly secure an organization. Absolutely. While when you are then able to turn the tables and, and frame it appropriately, you can um, yeah gain the funding. You end up
1: gaining that. more more appropriation, right? So the the funding seems to be in your pocket now. So uh, yeah, genuinely, I think cybersecurity's historical parts. Uh, hasn't always been entertained, uh, just like uh, when the CIO first arrived. The idea of CIO, Chief Information Security Officer, and the CEO, a CO arena back uh, 20 plus years or so, you know, uh, the techies were just the gentleman in the closet resetting modems, you know, or the server needed it was going down, or my phone doesn't work today. Computers weren't thought of in that manner. Um, today, it literally is running our show. So I think, uh, you know, as 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 the trends catch on with uh, with that same concept and the chief uh, chief security officer idea comes into play more and more, uh, I think we see our world trending uh, more and more towards, you know, that concept of being uh, more at the forefront, more the priority, more of those elements. So it's it's genuinely something to get into. I think if anyone's interested out there, they certainly should check this class out. I think you're right about that, Jim. I think he genuinely wants to train individuals because I think the one thing that might be the most pressing about individuals trying to get into these types of fields is they don't have the combination, the 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 management side along with the engineering aspects that kind of combines an individual to be suited very well to be a chief information security officer. So I think that's a, that's what this class really uh, encompasses and. Uh, emboldens you to kind of step out of the. If you're if you're a good old engineer who just loves to play the engineering role really well, but just can't seem to get the concept of how that management works, uh, this is something for you. Something for all those different little uh, non-offshoots of different people with different combinations of where they're at in their life.
2: And Tim, I'd like to really add to that. I, I mean, I, I believe that the course is put together in such a way where it, it also goes to those business executives that want to make the change into technology because it applies the right mix of, of, of training in the program.
1: Awesome. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I haven't caught on that side of it. I'm usually on this side of it because I was the engineer, right? Yeah. uh still trying to trend into what business means and how uh, how it's supposed to be looked at um so still in the learning path myself and understanding how those goals kind of function um so you know your business is uh what what are you uh just a month ago you had your business established and can you give me a little more elaboration details about your business and what you're kind of wanting to do
2: so what, what I'm really looking to do with, with uh, cyber inspired is we're, we're going to be providing VC so services and a uh, several assessment services that lead up to that. Uh, so and and th- that's one end of it. The other end is we want to be what I want to really do is become more fulfilled in helping individuals enter the field while closing the skills gap. Uh, and what that means is I want to really train individuals in some underserved communities, such as the veterans and and, um, uh, girls in in STEM or women in cybersecurity, uh, that members of my team are are, are very uh, major advocates of of those organizations. And and we wanna make sure that uh, that's part of the the market that we we, we focus on training. We're not gonna turn away anyone, but we wanna be able to help design a new training path for, for individuals just getting started helping them overcome the traditional, you know, what they might seem as obstacles. We want to rip down those walls. Um, and really not only give them the education, but also walk them through obtaining the experience through an apprenticeship-like experience and, and providing mentorship throughout the, the, the period so then we can help them um, more rapidly become employable. Uh, within the field and employable in a meaningful way so they can contribute right away. For instance, we want to be able to help individuals uh, be able to do a, a baseline security assessment with the CIS controls, for instance. That, that would be one of the first uh, milestones in, the, in their program.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's good to hear that you're uh, thinking about programs like that and how uh, programs can contribute to uh, not only to cybersecurity community, but to uh, individuals that uh, we don't get to see often enough um, in our field of expertise, uh, bringing those along with us. Uh, I think uh, it goes a long way to say that um, even I've got three daughters, so uh, women in cybersecurity, I'm always promoting that. So <laughs> my second daughter finally gave way and decided to get into cybersecurity herself. And so I'm trying to pursue or help her pursue uh, up into the master's degree levels and see what we can do. She, uh, she really likes the idea of getting into Department of uh, Homeland Security and into uh, what they call CISA, which is that infrastructure and security associations to, that's the branch, the new one they, they've come out with just recently in the last year or two, uh, that talks about cybersecurity and talks about uh, the whole disaster recovery for small businesses and things like that and in, in the Homeland Security arena. So uh, we talked about, you know, emergency management and how that fluxes into um, like cyber hacking, things of that nature. So I can certainly see where it can uh, motivate individuals to want to do a lot uh, and it helps in their communities um, so, I mean, I'm guessing it, the, it, you know, there's the, the sky's the limit when it comes to some of this stuff, cause there's all kinds of things to do in cybersecurity. So, Absolutely.
2: and, and, and I, I think what we're all trying to do is, I mean, at least what, what I'm trying to do as a business is, is be able to help, uh, the small, medium sized businesses be able to, um implement or, or create a roadmap to be more secure or cyber, you know, cr- increase their level of cybersecurity resiliency with by leveraging uh, talent uh, that, that's recently trained. You know, that way they can come across within their organization. Now, you had mentioned that your, um, your, your daughter is, is pretty, she's already taking her master's degree?
1: Well, she just came out of high school and we're already uh, hyper uh, accelerated. And so next year she will have her bachelor's. So she's, um, she's actually was had some on the high school side and was able to take that with her. Uh, she went over to uh, CTU and looked at their cyber degree program, uh, was, was able to take double classes because, of course, support from home. Uh, she does go to work still, uh, works over at King Supers for right now at Starbucks. Uh, she, she loves that a lot, I guess. Uh, learn Would she how to make be coffee. To,
2: do, to, to do some training?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's, she's all already for moving it. toward that, yeah. Yeah, you're right. No, there's um she is yeah, she's uh she really does. I keep asking her too. I have to ask her. Are you sure you still want to do this, you know, because it's it's still eluding some of what uh my thoughts about her, but no, she's full force all the way. So trying to get That's her there to to, to get those things. So certainly advocating for women, yes, in cybersecurity. I always love to see those things. Um, so it's good on you that, uh, that's some of the focus for your group too, as well. Um, is there anything else question wise that you want to talk about with the class that I might've not have brought up anything specific, any more pointers? I know, uh, Dr. Cole is a uh, very well, prominent piece when it comes to this, so.
2: I mean, I, I don't know that, that I mean, the, the class is very robust in, in the, the concepts that are covered. I'm actually at this point about halfway through and, and so excited to to continue on. Uh, but I also, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning uh, his podcast as well, The Life of a CISO. Uh, yes. I've, I've instructed members of my team to go there to listen because he puts information um, even people that are that are non technical are going to be able to clearly understand his messaging, which I think is the difficulty with, with. And most people have have a challenge in overcoming when it when it gets too deep. Yeah, and and he doesn't really get too deep in that. He, I mean, it's a great explanation.
1: Yeah, I I I think for the most part, from what I've got a chance to see myself. Uh, and go over Um, he really does cover a lot of the different objectives as a cybersecurity um, senior exec um, and talks mainly of how it focuses in on the managerial components uh, objectives that uh, a company would have an organization would have and just how that trends into you know really uh, motivating um, the objects uh, or the goals for the company itself so it does help a goal or help a organization be supportive of the cybersecurity side and vice versa. So I think he does a well, a very good job of blending that. So, um, in his class. and
2: he had some great uh, book recommendations to to really get uh, get into. Like the Blue Ocean Strategy was uh, something that that I don't know how, if if you've been able to get through too much of that yet. Uh, I'm about to finish it, and, it, and it, I'm, I'm really impressed with that that book. It gave me a whole bunch of inspiration for new ideas or how to apply or, or extend some ideas I already had.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it did have some, it it helps you orientate towards uh, the managerial, the, the business aspects of it. Uh, it was some openers for me uh, as far as not realizing some of that stuff. And there's no place that I can think of uh, that really hones in on what V and, and just how, how to be a good V how to be a good CISO period. I don't I can't find anything. There's nothing under the academic. There's nothing now. um, It looks like UCCS has something more of the cyber executive cyber business management program that they've uh, just cropped up here in the last year and a half. Uh, But I haven't got my chance to even see what it's like. It might be more centered towards what we're thinking, but there's nothing like what Dr. Cole's come up with so far. I haven't seen it anywhere else. Uh, And I think there's a lot of missing. uh, And, you know, the world's cyber security itself Actually, there's so much that's needed, and uh, this is the bigger part. This is a big major part of it is getting those engineers into that mindset and kind of being able to cross-validate and uh, learn some, you know, articulate some ideas behind what management's supposed to be like and what business is supposed to be like on this uh, C, uh, C-suite arena, right? And, and
2: to your point there,
1: I, I've certainly
2: seen a number of other uh, classes that I've audited at least uh, for, for what they claimed to be CISO certifications and, and they were entirely technical going mm-hmm. more down the, like the penetration testing path alone and, and, or getting very deep into the technical and not covering the business, which that's a huge miss in, in the other programs.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, I have seen, uh, two other programs that, uh, I've actually got certified on one program. So uh, I think it got more into the technical side and to architectural design, if you will, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the um, what what motivates a company to actually take on the risk assessments. And, you know, where does that turn out to be good for the company? Uh, So those aspects like that were I know, number one, nobody wants to run around talking about their vulnerabilities, right? So, I mean, (laughs) that's what cybersecurity wants you to do is, hey, come in and here, you know, here's all the holes in our system, come fix them type of thing. But uh, a good CEO is not going to say that our system looks that bad. So how do you turn that into something motivational for the, you know, for the business objective to really make uh, cybersecurity shine when it comes to supporting the business? So those are things I think this company or the, the class really promotes there.
2: You, and you just definitely inspired a different thought there uh, regarding one of the concepts that we covered uh, that I've always challenged with is, you know, we, we talk about in class about how organizations typically want to throw um, additional technology implementations as opposed to people behind different, you know, to solve an issue. Uh, for instance, uh, other systems that will do logging, but we don't, there's not enough people to actually review the logs. Right. And that becomes a, a, a bigger issue with more technology and, and not more people to review it. And I love the way that he broke it down by indicating that that's an opportunity to get in front of the business to explain, you know, if you're not willing to give more resources, then we're going to tune our logs to, to, to an appropriate level that can be reviewed. So there are things that we're going to prioritize. And, and that's yeah. a, a big portion of the classes.
1: Yeah, and the the yeah, metrics, uh, how you kind of, it's not necessarily what you say to them, it's how you say it to them. Um, so, yeah, you're talking about, you know, honing it in on just the way the, the your department actually can be able to handle uh, what kind of transpires inside the systems, uh, being able to support how the logging factors work, things of that nature. Yeah, I could see where uh, if you get in there and you're saying, you know, different numbers, that's not going to establish good metrics. Uh, you're certainly not not feeding into the uh, positive atmosphere promotion of of the business objectives. So that makes cybersecurity look like the on the offensive some days. So you do have to watch those measures where, uh, or defensive, I guess you could say. Uh, you have to watch those measures when you walk in the door because not all C-suite people, most C-suite people, um, you know, managers, that uh, they're not anywhere close to techie. So they don't want to hear techie. They want to hear
0: the business. So.
2: Exactly. And, and, and I have been striving to become a CISO for quite some time. At, at one point held a, an interim uh, role in the past. And I, I think one of the biggest things that I always missed was not understanding the financials and, and which business lines were actually generating the most revenue for the organization. And that's, you know, I know you would agree. We, we, we hone in on that topic, you know, quite a bit in the throughout the program, the, the importance of that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good chatting with another uh, senior level and experienced cybersecurity individual about these things. Uh, I think that vCISO role um, actually um, – he's typing out something to me. I got a little offset. That vCISO role, I think, is, is going to explode. I think it's just inevitably the way of the future. I think it advocates as a service. Right. That whole idea behind virtual CISO advocates as a service. And I think that is I think that's one of the smartest ideas, I think, coming along, because you want to think about a small mom and pop shop that just doesn't have the resources but needs the assistance. Where do they get that from? I mean, what's the idea behind it? What do you think? Well,
2: uh, I I mean, I think
1: that in the past, there's been a
2: a feel that we're too small, why would we be targeted? And I know that that's something, you know, Dr. Cole and and many programs will cover that everyone is a target, because if you're the low hanging fruit, so they need a a program that's right sized for the organization, so they can understand what their most vital assets are, and and that they need to focus on protecting those specific assets. Yeah. and that that's why they need someone in a, in a VC so role, even if it's a, a limited number of hours, uh, to get them to that point. And yeah, that's
1: know, a that's, good service model, uh, because they're not going to be able to pay no the you know the three hundred thousand dollar. Associated fee with being having your full blown CISO, and they th- that's not going to be a need. A mom and pop shop may run one or two servers, and they don't have a need for a full blown IT, you know, staffing. So outsourcing that and uh you know there's there's plenty of services out there to start staffing how IT works but nothing to really reassure them about how the VCSO and those components can come in and play roles for them so this is certainly that's something that's opening up I, I don't think it's hit mainstream just yet I know that uh buzzword is out there vSso so um and I'm not sure how many people when I do say it out there in the world I don't get a lot of reaction except for kind of the scratch of the head and the the eye tilt and kind of stare at you like huh. So I, I'm not sure if it's actually out there as what maybe I think it is. What do you and you, you think? It seems to have been out there. I don't know, like three or four years, five years. I want to say it's been out there as long as I can remember in the last five or six years. The idea of a V V-CISO has been out there. So but apparently not new yeah, concept. No, soon.
2: I, I I think it's been out there, but it, but it's been in very <laughs> Uh, it, it hasn't been clearly marketed to to a wider audience. There, there have been small pockets where it's been deployed, and yeah. what it really meant wasn't clearly defined at that particular point. And I think we're we're starting to get traction on, you know, setting that standard.
1: Yeah, yeah I think so too. And so for your company, Veterans and Associated, uh, you know, uh, the idea behind promoting women in the cybersecurity arena um so the idea behind vcsso I'm, I'm assuming that the scope of the way you're going to do it is going to be more aligned with uh, promoting vcisSO in general and and targeting uh, those types of services so and how they they promote so
2: them. for for me oh, I'm sorry you, you broke up just a little bit there for a second um but but I think what you were saying is, is that from the way I plan on offering the, the Vcso services is, is Really extending it uh, by enabling a lower cost service to my clients um, by having people that are going really an apprentice program so that they can receive those services at a lower cost, but certainly have me be able to sign off uh, on the the effectiveness and the quality of of what's being produced uh, by these resources that are obtaining the experience. And I'm going to be working very closely with them to get that done.
1: That's good. I I think people will appreciate that the most. Um, cuz uh, and it gives opportunity to to uh stack the experience for individuals that may not have all of it or or just coming in and only have very little of it. Um so that's really helping out the, the cybersecurity community and in all major uh, facets of cybersecurity. So greatly appreciated on some of the opportunity to chat with you about how the impact of this class uh, has molded, you know, your business and support of the community of cybersecurity and some of the other things. Uh, I appreciate your time, Jim, um, and uh, certainly hope to get to speak to you again, uh, see you in class and uh, and just all around. Hopefully, uh, you know, as we go along in the business, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe a little competition out there from, from one another, but however... Certainly want to get with you again, you know, a couple months down the road and see how it's still working out for you as well. So um, thank you you very
2: much, Tim, for having me on. I'm I'm actually looking at it as more partnership opportunities, you know, with, with organizations. Uh, that's the way I look at it. I don't Absolutely. think it's necessarily, uh, I think the market is so large for the services we intend to provide. We need to work with one another to really be able to better protect
1: the organizations, you know? Yep. no, I agree so. with you 100%. I think there's enough out there. I think the the equivalent of was 8 million positions that weren't filled over, over different regions. I think they were at, uh, we were at 800 or 1.2 here in the United States, they filled seven hundred thousand. That we're still at eight hundred something thousand. That was the statistics taken, I think, last year by um, um, by ISC squared. So I'm going to ahead and wrap it up. Um, this is uh, you know this is your host Tim Montgomery, um, and this will do it for this edition of New Cyber Frontier.
0: So have a good day. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of New Cyber Frontier. Remember to get involved. Often we think that someone else will handle privacy and security in the virtual world, but you are the only one truly in command of your virtual fate. Join our mailing list so we can keep you informed of breaking news and new releases. If you have an idea, if you have a question that you would like to hear answered, or if you want to get involved with our efforts, reach out to us at newcyberfrontier.com. We also encourage you to visit our sponsors' links as they are the ones that really make this show possible. I want to thank each of you for supporting the show, and we look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of New Cyber Frontier.